Nick Delahoyd, Changing on Island 1069, W-I-I-S Key West. Before that, R.E.M. did Finest Work Song. Good morning, everyone. Gwen Filosa in with you for the show It's Too Early, broadcasting from down here on Duval Street. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm super excited to have my guest. I'm going to go ahead and bring him up. He is a playwright and the creator, writer, and host of the podcast called The Constant. This is a science and history podcast about getting things wrong. Mark Chrysler, good morning. Good morning. It It's early where you're at, isn't it? It's earlier than than I like it to be. <laughs> it's not earlier by like farmer standard. It's it, earlier by podcast standard. It, it is. It is in Chicago. So thank you for uh, for awakening early. Is it too early for you? No, this is about when I'm up. But I but I'm not usually social. I just grumble silently to myself for the first couple hours of of wakefulness you know i hear you i hear you but thanks again and the constant congratulations uh you recently made a hundred episodes the hundredth episode came out oh sure yeah thank you somehow and and uh, tell us about the constant i was listening last night again you're you're kind of uh telling us things that have uh, been announced wrong or things people believe that are wrong in history in science you go back to ancient history you have more recent things how did how did this come about what inspired it you know it's a good question i think i i think i just realized that all i'd ever really been interested in was was being wrong and maybe everything that I was scared of was being wrong. And so I started just focusing on every bad idea put forth by otherwise intelligent people, uh, or sometimes by fools, uh, as well. And, uh, and yeah, started telling the stories cause it's a, it's a good excuse to find good stories cause every, every story of a mistake is a good story. And um, how did you find some of these? Were, were you just thinking about uh, things that you knew were wrong, or did you just Google? I mean, how did you find uh, the first uh, few episodes? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, there's there's sort of a, a wide bag. I get listeners who who will help me out sometimes, but uh, but most of it is yeah, either things that I've got like sort of a hint of. Although frankly, I'm running through those at this point. Uh, or you know, every couple of weeks, I spend four or five hours just sort of casting a net out for things that I think might end up being stories and then find four or five of them where I'm like, well, I think that might be something that I then return back to and start doing deeper research into later to figure out whether it'll be a waste of time or something for an audience. And and tell us about some of the, the episodes, some of the topics or uh, what are, well, I mean, there's been a hundred, but tell us a few. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's hard to it's hard to choose or even think back at this point because my memory is so uh, broken. Uh, the first episode, which was sort of the, um, I think the story that seemed like the most prototypical for the show, was about the history of where we thought birds go in the winter. Birds, uh, yeah. Which, yeah, which is fun because it's something that you that seems like we should have just always understood that they fly south. Like that's something that seems so intuitive, but it's not something that we figured out until like the 1820s and until then there were all these people who they knew that birds went away and they knew that they must be going somewhere and they came up with a lot of really bad ideas given the limited amount of knowledge that they had that maybe birds went to the moon or maybe they oh. hibernated underwater 
or maybe they turned into barnacles and just a whole bunch of strange things that looking back, you're like, but you guys, they just, they just go south. But they kind of had no way to know that. And um, what are some things that that surprised you that were that were wrong? That things that uh, people you know, widespread beliefs, or what are a few things that, that you were like, "Whoa, I didn't know that." Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, it's a pretty nonstop list, I think. I mean, I I think at this point, I sort of expect uh, everyone, including myself, to screw everything up. Um, but there are specifics. I think that when I'm most uh, surprised is when we make like big sort of mean spirited mistakes, like the, the passenger pigeon, which was once the most numerous bird in the world uh, that sort of just blackened the skies of North America from like up here in Chicago, where I am all the way down to you guys in Key West. Uh, and we just hunted them to extinction. We just, killed every one of them until there were none left, but we wouldn't, you could not convince people until the last one was dying in a zoo that we could do that. Cause we didn't believe that you could, that people could kill a species. So we just kept doing it and doing it as wow. scientists kept being like, well, you know, actually, I don't know. This seems like a bad, and we were like, no, no, that couldn't happen. And uh, so I think I'm usually surprised by things like that. Things where we're, not just having a bad idea, but where we're really sort of fooling ourselves into something awful. Gotcha. gotcha. Is that fun? Is that fun for seven fifteen in the morning? It's it's great. It's wonderful stuff. <laughs> but one one episode that caught my eye was um, the Earth is flat, and uh, you talk about um, how you know ancient societies once drew this conclusion, and then uh, but how you know it's an it's an easy thing to. Uh, disprove but in the last decade it, it's kind of come back this the earth is flat and uh, tell tell us yeah. about how you how you designed that episode and what you know what was going on yeah you know it's funny i had always expect i i had always meant to avoid talking about the, the theory <laughs> that the earth is flat because it seemed so i was like well that's too on the nose for what i do mm-hmm. uh and also because it is something where uh, most folks i think w- assume that people thought the earth was flat up until Columbus is what I think a lot of people are taught in school. And that's just not true. Like for the most part, people just didn't think that, uh, you know, they thought that maybe some people thought that in ancient Greece and ancient China and some of like the ancient world like the bronze age. But for the most part, by like the time you get into AD, most people know that the earth is round. And then, yeah, this, this, things start coming, popping back up a little bit in the 19th century. And it's, um, in some ways, it's in response to this science experiment, uh, which is way too long to get into uh, here. But the actual, uh, the, the way it becomes popular over the last 20 or 25 years is something that has definitely surprised me, because I was interested in the Flat Earth people back in the late 90s, um, when they were still fringe nonsense that nobody had ever heard of. And I was sort of, I followed them kind of intently and was ready to talk about them as though they were a surprising thing to people. And then they became popular. They became cool. And that's, <laughs> that's not a very comforting thing. No, 
no, no, it's uh, it's that it's tough, tough territory for you. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- now we live in an age of Twitter and uh, Reddit and people flipping out over every single thing. Have Have you ever gotten you know emails or you know people saying oh, you know you're wrong about this and 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 they're you're no you know oh, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know what? I get things wrong all the time. And that and I have some people who will message me or, or write me or tweet me and be like, aha. And I'm like, well, no, I expect to. You're not going to gotcha me. I The whole premise of this show is that everybody gets things wrong. Uh, so so that's okay. I, I, I like that. I like being corrected. Um, and then there are times where people are uh, wrong in trying to correct me. And then I'll say, well, I try to be generous about that because, again, the, the spirit of the spirit of the show is that we should all expect to be wrong and that we should all be okay with being wrong. That isn't to say it won't be funny and we won't turn it into a story. Mm-hmm. And, and you do have this great sense of humor behind all this research, and you you, you don't. One thing I was um, really impressed is that you you're not you know you're not trying to sound like a know it all or anything, and you're you're quite um, curious. That's how I feel about the podcast. It's it's for the curious. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm certainly not. I, I don't know anything. I'm, uh, I'm a playwright, as you said. Like that's like the most ignorant profession I can think of. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I, this show is a great excuse for me to learn things, uh, and I, and I think I've gotten better at researching and sort of becoming a small degree temporary expert in the subject matter. But yeah, I'm. I, I don't expect to be very good at this. There are people who listen to this show who are experts in everything that I talk about, and mm-hmm. I hear from them. And sometimes they're like, you did really well with that. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? Because I thought I was, I was riding the line. And other times they're like, that's not how any French word has ever been pronounced. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's a, <laughs> good, that's a good point. Yeah, welcome to my world. Pronunciation becomes, mm-hmm. I, I Google a lot of things. The, the pronunciation, yeah, yeah. people do those um, do those things. Now, the constant, it's available everywhere. It comes out once a week? Uh, every two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Gives, gives yourself a break. It's a lot of work, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot of research. It is, it's, it's quite a lot of effort, yeah, because it's fully scripted. It's uh, fully produced. It's, uh, it's a big, big production. Now, you have an MFA in dramatic writing from Ohio University, and you are a playwright, and you'd be worse than tigers, the art of painting. And my favorite title of any play ever, Phonies, Frauds, and Fakes, a play that is absolutely not about my ex-girlfriend. Tell us all about that (laughs) one. What's going on? Uh, That's actually probably the prototype for uh, the show, for The Constant. That's a, a show that I did on stage that, starts out being largely about um, frauds and con men and sort of a history of lies and then slowly turns into a solipsistic look into uh, my old relationships (laughs) and (laughs) hopefully in a way that is valuable to other people and not just me uh, jerking and grousing. Sounds good. And I I don't make any promises there. (laughs) You, you do this podcast by your, I mean, you, you host it, you write it, you produce it. How do you do all of that? I mean, you know, you, some of these podcasts have staff. I know a lot of them have staff, and I'm very jealous and, and try not to be bitter towards those people oh, at all. It's hard not to uh, for me, too. <laughs> it is. 
yeah, you're all you're you're pretty much taking the reins here, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I, I have a great booker. I have a a show booker. Oh yeah, who does yeah. a lot of work for with me. Yeah, he set he set me up with you. I um, know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a lot of work. I you know I listen to the daily, the New York Times daily every day, and at the end of it, uh, Mike Bavaro lists off the the people, and it, the list goes on and on. I'm like, really? It's wow. <laughs> a lot right. of people. I just could, I just was doing this on audacity myself. Uh, no, it's a lot of work. I have help from some friends, uh, and I have I have a lot of actor friends who will submit voices for me when I need. And my wife helps out uh, a good deal. But no, it's um, it's effortful. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, putting your back into it. And um, now, uh, what are some podcasts that that you enjoy, or what what are you listening to lately? Oh, sure. Uh, I listen to, yeah, like I said, I listen to a lot of daily news stuff. Uh, I love the, the McElroy brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a show called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is sort of a fake advice show. Uh, that's one of my regulars. Uh, all the folks over at Radiotopia, uh, like 99% Invisible, which is a show about uh, design, uh, or Memory Palace, which is sort of a show about forgotten history, or Criminal. Phoebe Judge oh, does yeah. a true crime show. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Those those folks are really the the ones that sort of got me off the couch. Or I guess I didn't get off the couch to make the podcast, did I? They got me onto the edge of the couch that I used to make the show. Uh, And uh, I'm really inspired by them. And some of them have studios and offices. I mean, do do you um, you, just do it out of your home? I do. We actually, we just moved into a condo a couple uh, a couple months ago. We're still settling in, but one of the, the reasons we bought it was because it has a uh, recording studio. I mean, not formally, but it's a it's a big, nice recording studio-esque space, which we're transforming. So I will no longer be in a closet. Oh, I will be. It'll just be a bigger, more dedicated closet. The last question here, I wanted to ask you, there's so many podcasts out there. And when Mm -hmm. when you launched this one, um, how did you, did did you just attract listeners organically? Did you promote? I mean, how did you, you know, get your name out there? Yeah, no, I think it was, uh, I've done a little bit of advertising over the years, um, but very little. It's mostly been word of mouth or press. I've, I've been good about getting some good press. Uh, I think that I got into this, it's sort of, um, uh, the show's been running for about three and a half years, and I think that I was at the very tip, the very end of when you could just put something out there and maybe attract a listener. I feel I feel bad for folks who are trying to start podcasts like that now, because I think that maybe there's, the market is oversaturated to a point now where that's harder to do. On the other hand, if I'd done it earlier, I could be a, a big famous star right now who knows i could be a regular joe rogan today <laughs> you could this this is all um i'm pretty much exactly joe rogan you so. are you are yeah. and i i uh well i just wanted to tell you because since you're here i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts i fall asleep to them and then mm-hmm. i have horrible nightmares I had one last night that was just unspeakable um <laughs> you know do, do you ever the true crime podcasts are so popular i mean i know you like criminal yeah. but um do, do you ever just go well maybe these are too much I do sometimes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a weird genre. I did a whole episode uh, sort of about true crime uh, that's called True Crime. I've done a few, actually, that are about forensics and sort of police stories and so forth. Uh, no, I love, I, I listen to, uh, 
a number of true crime podcasts, but a, a couple of them I have had to drop off of because I found that they were too, um, yeah, too too grody. They made me feel uh, Ugh, feel a little icky. Yeah, I, I won't even, yeah. and I'm not going to mention them. But some of them, the the, the subject matter, I'm like, oh, we know, I don't need to know. This is uh, too much. But uh, yeah, and I almost feel like the difference is that there are some hosts who are like who are into it in a way where, like, after listening for a bit, I'm like, hey, I don't. I don't think I like the way you're talking about this murder, buddy. You yeah, know what I mean? It, it gets in. But Mark Chrysler, The Constant is the podcast, science and history podcast, telling us things that have been reported and uh, believed that are wrong. And want to thank you for, for getting up super. Well, to me, it's on. It's on. on <laughs> ridiculously early in Chicago but uh, get the constant on iTunes Stitcher Radio Public Google Play pretty much wherever in, and they have a great website website constantpodcast.com Mark have a great and productive day and uh, congratulations on everything you too thanks so much for having me take care and uh, thank you all for tuning in today I appreciate the support I'm going to play a song, come back with your headlines and weather forecast, this is Future Islands for sure, Island 1069 stick around Mm -hmm.